0: You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 231 for the week of July 8th, 2018. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, and sometimes Game of Thrones. As always...
1: This is Ashley. This
0: is Amin. And this is Kyle.
1: Sorry, I was drinking coffee. Forgot I was wow, first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i was like i was like i know ashley's here i think she's gonna yeah. say something well
2: oh, we were just doing the bok episodes and then there that's oh, my, God. God, my baby
0: so <laughs> so uh yeah uh continuing also one of our traditions of technical difficulties listeners my internet is bad so i'm probably gonna leave and come back and different things throughout this episode so uh have fun with that everybody <laughs> but uh how are you guys doing ashley do you have big news coming up don't you
1: Yep, uh, getting married in a couple of days, so that's happening. (laughs) Nice. That's a a big thing.
0: Any deaths planned? Uh,
1: no, but I hear unless there's three, it's a crappy wedding. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've had a number
1: of people asking, are you going to play Reigns of Castamere? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Probably maybe the bear in the maiden fair, that's a bit more happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like it, I like it. So, um... Before we get back to our three read, what kind of what kind of news do we got going on? Amin, you got anything?
2: Yeah, we want to thank our listeners for nominating us for the Parsec Awards, which is a podcast awards. It's pretty broad, like in in science fiction and fantasy, and uh, we were nominated for that. uh, And Kyle, you prepared uh, kind of a, you were assigned with the task of preparing (laughs) our samples for that. So thank you for that. I know you you were brave enough to ask me
0: to do something. So (laughs) um, (laughs) I got it in under the deadline. But, uh, yeah, thank you, listeners, for nominating us. Thank you very much. Yeah,
2: yeah, we didn't nice
1: even to have to price. ask you.
2: Yeah, that's, oh, I didn't even know it existed. Like, I didn't know. what yeah. you get this email, and, and it's like, well, thank you uh, out there for doing so. And, and we'll find out at the end of August if we make it to the next round or not, and we'll keep you updated. But even just getting the nomination was nice. Do you know what kind of uh,
0: – is it – like a popularity thing is it like how many retweets we can get or is it a panel of experts that sort of review
2: i think it's mostly the yeah, the expert type judge thing that's why you send the, the thing in and, and ours is under the more like because there was all these different categories right we were more like the to, speculative fiction cat, like i was surprised that we, we could qualify but we did so we did fit it, that one and so i think there's 20 podcasts that made it to this point and maybe there's like a winner and like 200 ups or something so
0: oh wow it's 20 um, podcasts i gotta imagine a lot of a lot of nominees i mean a, a lot got nominated
2: yeah but i think i mean i, I think for us i, I would prefer experts or like rather than a popularity contest like we have a decent amount of listeners but i'd rather like if they wanted people to vote every day on the, over and over again it's annoying for people right it's better yeah yeah that's how that sounds...
0: that's that's how we got the geeky awards it was a panel of judges
2: yeah because you, you let the experts the uh, judge us based on like the quality and we rise to the top right We're like the cream but if you if you had to, <laughs> to vote for it then <laughs> exactly our listeners I know that are far d- too busy to do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know that debate gets heated like uh I remember people are mad at the geekies because they're like well i've been around longer and i've got more of a fan base and i didn't win and i'm like ah,
1: well.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> um
1: like we don't but, know anything about d- dwindling quality over time that's not us.
0: No, we've <laughs> we never gone do there. We've been, we've been a steady, amazing for how many years is it now?
1: <laughs> Over ten. How many years have you been here, Kyle?
0: Um, I think like nine or not eight or nine. I think right. Okay,
1: so we get we can do another ten sennial, whatever it's called, birthday <laughs> party when it's your turn.
0: <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, because I joined you guys right after I moved to LA and I think that was around nine years ago or so. But
2: uh They also I right mean you have exciting stuff coming in summer, right, with Comic Con call.
0: Yeah, we've got Comic Con coming up in uh not this weekend but the following weekend, uh down yeah. in San Diego. I and- actually
1: had to plan my wedding around that because people <laughs> were going.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> On Saturday, July 21st, we have the Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones fan discussion. It'll be myself and Tara Lynn and Chloe Ketchum and Nami or Nami? I haven't met her yet. so Nami. I'm not, uh,
1: Nami? Yeah. She's a okay. bundle of joy. I'm oh,
0: like nice. <laughs> Nami G will be there. Um, we'll be uh, running the fan discussion. It is from 4 to 5 at the Neil Morgan Aud- Auditorium. So same place as it has been the past couple years. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm the only, ret- uh, no, me and Tara are the only returners. We've got some new faces on there, so it's going to be pretty interesting.
1: Yep, and Chloe, uh, she does a podcast, too, I think called Drunk Westeros or something, or, oh, she's going to hate me if I get her name wrong, but she's got a podcast as well. She does a lot of Game of Thrones speculation right. on Tumblr and whatnot, so she's going to be a great right. panelist.
0: I know she does Girl, girls gone canon. Is that yes, a that, that
1: she does. Yes, uh, she does that one, and I believe Drunk Westeros. she was okay. doing Drunk Westeros. It's probably still working on it. Nice,
0: and she she's on the board for Ice and Fire Con, right?
1: Yes, yes, she is. Okay. She'll
0: be at a
2: wedding. Uh, in, in town, in uh, town, and you can't, like, you don't have Comic Con tickets, you can still come to the like the after party, right? It's gonna. It's on Twitter. I think we. we...
0: Uh, yes, I believe Tara is organizing that. Um, she has the details somewhere.
2: Yeah, I think we just retweeted that that tweet with the de- like. It, I think that's usually the the thing. We often have listeners come in who, were, who didn't have a badge, but they're able to come to the after party and hang out after. Oh. So if you wait outside right after the panel ends, <laughs> you can join us. you
0: Guys always force me to drink afterwards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wasn't it last? Was it last year that that Ashley McCaller was it two years ago?
1: Two years now. Two years ago. Wow. Yeah. I was broke last you year. Met, you met at a this at a panel, panel. A wedding.
2: right at the right at the panel at Comic Con. It's the first time you met in yep. you know, first. Yeah, we met and then we talked in front of a crowd. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, my first my first discussion with Ashley was in front of an audience, so
1: Yeah, my first Comic Con where my mind blinked and I kept saying getting facts wrong. Great times, great times.
2: Yeah, I thought uh, you were playing Devil's Advocate, but you were getting it wrong. <laughs> no, I was just being a dumbass. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got into your groove. It was, it was good. You got it, you got it going. Awesome. Oh, and this um, one, still... that you guys I mean, we will record the video. Like, I mean, we'll record it, but this one will actually release the video, because I'm assuming you're all good <laughs>
1: with
2: releasing video. So we can put it on our YouTube.
1: Oh, yeah, we don't have to put a mask on a meme now yes. to videotape things.
0: Oh, jeez. Is that why we don't have videos of, of it up? Because if you were a well, Mystery last year, America. I
2: think we lost the video feed or something. We had the audio. But the year before, we have the video, but it's just because of me. Like, oh, in theory, we can edit me out of it. It's just we're all too busy to do so. No, we, we
1: just kind of yeah. put like a smiley face over your head yes. or something.
2: <laughs> An emoticon. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Just the final bit on news Ice and FireCon tickets for next year are actually available now. And we have a, like a code you can put in podcast. Okay. And that shows that you're like a listener. So if you're coming, it's open people
1: yes and uh you cannot book a room until you book tickets and i really do feel like the rooms are going to sell out this year so they almost sold out last year right? yeah they were very close to selling out last year so you want to stay on that if you're planning on going and staying on site
2: boom cool i guess we're ready to, to get into our longest running chapter we read <laughs> so
0: we're gonna just gonna be doing one chapter today yeah um because Ashley has a wedding to plan, I've got technical difficulties. So we're just going to be doing um, a Storm of Swords Davos 5, what we're going to be doing today. So uh, who has the uh, recap?
2: I can recap it. I mean, I've refreshed myself again on this chapter. Basically, this this chapter is one of the aftermath of the Red Wedding uh, chapters where other people hear about what's going on. Here's Stannis, Davos and company. Hear about it, and uh, Melisandre and the Queen are trying to force Stannis to sacrifice Edric Storm. Davos speaks against that, and Davos has been building up kind of like his own power base to kind of counter the Queen's men. He has the King's men who are still like they're all loyal to Stannis, but they still like the old gods as well. Like the old, well, the old gods in comparison to the lore, <laughs> the Seven. Yeah. and uh, we get a lot of backstory and a lot of history in this chapter. Actually, I really, I really like this chapter the way Martin weaves in things indirectly and does world building there so that's that's kind of my overview of it generally mm. absolutely
0: yeah there was definitely a bunch of stuff when they started talking about the stone dragon in this episode i was in this
2: episode oh my gosh in this chapter <laughs> want to yeah. walk us through walk sure. us through this slowly i mean yeah just the i mean well at the start you they get you get again more bloody details from the the red wedding
0: is this where we first find out about the sewed head um, or do we know that before
2: we know some some of the details, but this may be even more. Which is, if it is, it's clever for Martin to, to have like these people all on the other side of Westeros, I and mean, that's how you you hear about it. Like we knew some of the details, but I, I feel like there's extra details here, the extra gruesome yeah. ones.
0: So the head of the direwolf. wolf
2: <laughs> And then they claim like they claim this is real The hand of is is, is is through the fray. It's like really. <laughs> <laughs> that's one big question here. Is Melisandre actually? Causing these deaths, or is she just foreseeing them?
0: Yeah, I like I like that mystery where it's like you just don't know—is it just coincidence or?
2: Well, I think. Is, what, what do you think? Uh, though? like. Do you have a? Do you
1: have a... Oh, I'm am team. She's just seeing it and using it to her advantage.
0: So she saw a prophecy of it and then picked yeah. them to to burn the leeches for.
1: Yep,
2: exactly. She saw the vision. And like she, she herself. Has, at times, it shows that she knows how to do showmanship and like 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 a magician. But she knows how to take advantage of. It. What she's doing, like she has some power, but she also plays on it, right? She knows the tricks of it, and so if okay. she saw that these people were gonna die. Well, then just claim it. Otherwise, it seems like an incredible power. Like why not? So she has pr- she
0: has prophetic power, you're saying, and yes. then she just used that to make it seem like she has more power.
2: Exactly. That yes. like she caused it, right? If you can see what's gonna happen tomorrow, you can say, well, I can make this happen, and just say, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Right? So it looks like you did it, but you didn't. And I don't think, yeah, that's what I think she's doing, and she's taking advantage of it. But, but it is interesting that. At one point, Castanas is kind of like, "Well, maybe we can try to get the survivors or offer them pardons." And she's like, oh, "No, there'll be new people that rise up and take the crown." And we know that happens with like the Greyjoys, but is someone going to take up Rob's crown? Then is that if she's telling the truth, Like there's going to mm-hmm. be a new person take it up? Uh, if and if that's so, does she know that, may, that John may do that? Like, and that's why she stays close to John, uh, or she could just be lying now and trying to get Stannis to stop. Because Stannis, could, in theory, Stannis is like, "Okay, well, let's." let's do another round of leeches here. Let's just keep killing off people with leeches. <laughs> she doesn't want them to go down that road, so she could be lying there as well. So I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, right. Sure. Ashley, are you do- doing dishes over there?
1: I am ironing, but I'm about <laughs> done. <laughs> I, right I got wedding stuff to do.
2: <laughs> You're a multitasker. <laughs> you <got,
1: laughs> I, you I actually like, just finished. So measuring don't her out <laughs> like she's trying hearing. on a like, wedding
2: dress at the same time.
0: <laughs> I was hearing like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that was the steam of the iron. Okay. <laughs>
2: no, it's fire. the fire of a <laughs> lore.
0: no excuse it. me. Yes, it's the fire of lore. <laughs> should Valor. look in the,
2: the vision, the place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! The <laughs> holy flames do not lie. <laughs> 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 well, Santa says that he says like all your predictions and stuff are always like you always get them wrong a bit. He's like, well, it's difficult to to do so. Yeah,
0: I kind of love at the end when Davos is like. Uh, I think we're missing something. Uh, two <laughs> is not three.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. What I love is how practical Stannis is. Like, hmm. he sort yeah. of thinks there's something going on, but he's not, he's not going to burn Shireen.
2: Well, I mean, it's not, he's, even, he's, it's he's not even talking not... about Shireen here, talking about uh, Edric. Yeah. But even then, he's, the thing? He's, he's considering it openly. Like, that's the whole point of the whole line of thinking and Martin's putting in there is, like, can you sacrifice one person to save everyone? And that's an interesting question to be considered. And Martin's using this storyline
1: oh sort but, of like to juxtapose the what happened at the red wedding comparing oh if stannis kills this one boy then it'll save all these lives
2: well even more like because the red wedding i mean you're saying you can win a war this is the one person to save all of humanity it's the ultimate question of utilitarianism against like kantianism or uh that other style of, of uh, deontological thinking so it's basically utilitarianism the ends justify the means it's, it's okay to kill people at least in this scenario, one to save everyone, whereas the Kantian approach is like, no, it's never appropriate. Mm. And this is the ultimate this scenario. Like you, you can, it's taken to the extreme. And I, I personally, I mean, this is my own view. There's no one theory that fits everything. Just like you know, like there's no one physics that fits everything. Like there's, there's different branches of physics. And I think if you take one thing to one extreme, well, you have to say it. If everyone is going to die, does it matter if one person dies? Because that person's going to die as well, right? So at that at that extreme of the spectrum, then utilitarianism. Takes over, but if you go in the other direction, I favor the Kantian view that you shouldn't be sacrificing people, even if you like save large amounts. But you go all the way to the the full spectrum, and that's the whole point. George is putting this discussion out there to have people. I feel like it. I'm in a
0: I feel like I'm in a Star Trek episode all of a sudden.
2: <laughs> <coughs> well, then they, they do play with it in Star Trek as well, right, Spock? Of course, they line, play it in right? everything. Yep. Yeah.
0: The the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Or they don't.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe there's a certain it's dignity in just refusing to do that, and if we're gonna all die, at least we go down with dignity. I don't know. So this yep. is, it's not an easy answer, and that's the whole point. He wants, but the show messed that up. That's the thing. We'll go into show details, but they don't get it. Like that, they just want to have a shock factor. They're not talking yep. about philosophy and that kind of thing. Uh, okay, <laughs> is there? Uh, let's see what else we got here.
0: I want to know more about these nine mages that cross the sea to hatch Aegon the Third's cache of eggs.
2: Hmm. Well, we get a little bit more of that in the world of Ice and Fire, I think, a little bit more detail. Like, oh, these kind of, like, these, this world building here gets fleshed out later. Like, we know about, like, the guy drinking the wildfire, Aaron Blightflame, we, we know about yeah. like, the dragons yeah. made of wood and iron were kind of like siege engines, or kind of like giant wooden dragons that failed. Yeah. So the nine mages, we get a little bit more detail. I don't think, I don't know how much more we get, but yeah, yeah they didn't work.
0: <laughs> I assume they're just, like, priests. Like, that's kind of what I picture, but. Yeah. They call them mages, so I don't know. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Where from? Like they're from across the sea, but where? That's a good question. The interesting. all interesting They all failed though, right? They all all of them failed and Sanus doesn't want to fail. I mean like we all like that we all agree, right? If he had killed Edric here it would have done nothing, right? Then Melisander would be like, uh oops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Or maybe like uh, dragons would have started coming oh, out. Oh, what of,
2: kinda of, as they say, what kind of dragons have privies built <laughs> built into them and and, and so, I mean, like, that's the whole point. She's misreading everything, right? The, the stone is Danny's, like, she, she had those stone eggs. And, like, it just, she's off with Stannis. Um, yeah. Unfortunately.
0: I couldn't help but think in this chapter when she was talking about uh, a stone dragon or something like that, like, um, uh, Aegon in Dance, right, is, has uh, Old Griff near him hmm. all the time. And who has. Uh, uh, oh, Grayscale? Yeah. Yes, he's got Grayscale. I couldn't help but thinking like, oh, well, Aegon could contract Grayscale and then he would be a stone dragon, right?
2: Hmm. Almost reverse there, too. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if it's going to be a stone dragon, it'd be more likely to be the one in the Winterfall, right? <laughs> the one that apparently came out when it was burned, then, then just the like oh, dragon stone. It just doesn't make sense. Dragonstone Dragon stone to be the one it. Um. But then, then Stannis talks about like a dream or a vision that he saw with Melisandre, where there's a a king with like a fiery crown and like it burns him down and and i was trying to think who is this like in, i think the first time i read it i probably thought this is just a weird warp view of viserys and then the melted crown but that's already happened and i don't think it quite fits it so is it just stannis himself like that's going to happen in stannis like he's going to fail he's going to be consumed by this whole quest
1: Possibly. i think so
2: i just can't think of anybody else that really fits it right but doesn't
0: stannis in this chapter right if they talk about that be like it's obvious who that is
2: Yes, which but basically like, he, sees the, him, he sees it himself, I
1: think, right? Have, have we ever heard about Stannis having any other visions? Like, I feel like the one that he sees is going to be pertinent to him, if that's, like, the only yes. one he's ever no, had. He
2: sees, He sees like, uh, I think when the North is, the, the, like, the Wild... No, the other is attacking. or No, the, the Fist of the First Man. I think he mm-hmm. sees that. He sees other stuff. Like, he, that's the whole thing. He's pragmatic, and he sees there's some power here to it. Okay. But I, but it, the way he describes yeah, the way Kyle just said, he says it's, like, it's obvious. So I think he stannis sees as himself like but why why is he being burned is it because he failed or is it because he's going along this route he doesn't seem to mm-hmm. Huh. Mm. well whatever it is stannis has got to survive the battle uh, of ice like he's he's not going to just die there that doesn't fit his like he, there's more in store for him and probably tragic but he's, he's not just going to die there in the battle of ice he's gonna survive that and then something happened later Oh, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Speaking of book stuff, sorry to take a little tangent sure. here, but have you been hearing that George has been fighting his editors to split uh, to not split the book? Oh, wow.
1: Oh, yeah? <laughs> they just want to have something to release.
0: Yeah, uh, apparently the editors are like, let's just split it. Uh, it's getting too big, and we can release the next one. Hmm. And George is like, no, I'm not splitting it again. going to keep it the same. I'm going <laughs> to keep it one book um so just know that you could have the next book in a simple yeah sure let's split it but uh (laughs) well
2: that's actually uh, good news in the sense that he has enough material to split it and make it one book like because in theory he could have only written 100 pages by now because that's the only what the editor would have been talking about but years ago so so he has material he's just having trouble finishing it
0: Hmm. yeah it's probably like 1600 pages or something (laughs)
2: I'll take it. I'll take, I'll, yeah, I'll take we can. We can help with the editing.
0: <laughs> oh, you can. I don't. I don't ever want to do that. My punctuation is terrible. Uh, uh, so I'm sorry. Back to the chapter.
2: Where were we? Well, Stannis is talking about his lack of power. We already talked about that. Yeah, he, he, he's, he has no power, and then they're trying to say, well, you know, you can get dragons that will counteract that. But mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't want to do it. He's and uh, Davos is doing what he can to argue against it yeah okay.
0: so tell me about Edric storm here um he is robert's son and and who was it uh, is that florence, uh, florence. Or, yeah okay.
2: the relative of queen selese i don't know if it's her sister or okay. her cousin but and fuck. when
0: and what was it so robert drunkenly took her on like what stannis's wedding night into their bed or something yes. how did it go
2: that's right and that's why they're kind of referring like that, that's where he was conceived and then Robert so later, Robert
0: just Robert just took some girl. He said when he was drunk,
2: yeah,
0: and ran and ran with her into a random bedroom, which happened to be yeah. Stannis's. Well,
2: that's what he says. He says it wasn't intentional, right? Because he could have been read as a slight. He's like, no, I didn't know where I was going. I just randomly, <laughs> I was drunk and I just went in. Like Stannis says, yeah. like he told me, he didn't plan to like insult him on his wedding to go into his bedchamber and do that. I tend to believe
0: that. I tend to believe he was just drunk and went into a bedroom. I,
2: I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. A, he's a, <laughs>
1: At, he, at, he's so not much. vindictive.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but he didn't. He didn't like Stannis. But he, but I wouldn't say he. Yeah, he wouldn't say that he would have gone far enough to do that. I think that was just random. Like he just was drunk, and that's what
0: happened. So then, did they then leave the bed, and then Stannis and Salise went in there, or did like Stannis and Salise get have the bedding ceremony, get brought to the room, and they open <laughs> the door, see, and Robert's bad. already in there? Like, I, how, how exactly did that go down?
1: I feel like it might be that way since everyone knows.
0: Yeah,
2: they were discovered uh, there. I think. Yeah, oh that's God. probably what happened. That's <laughs> awful. I can understand being it's mad like, at that. No, they probably found him and he's like snoring <laughs> in the bed. It's like the aftermath. It's
1: yeah, like, I can understand. Robert that. ruining weddings since how long? <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> but that's—I mean—that's that's not the reason why she doesn't have kids, though. <laughs> like he has, Stannis has to sleep with her for them to have kids, and he's not doing that.
0: At least yeah, not recently, I, mean, so. I mean, she has the test tube babies. Oh, sorry, wrong meaning. No, we don't, we don't oh. know.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Edric, is, is he the last living child?
2: No, I mean, there's Gendry oh, as well. But Gendry's not known, though, right? Edric, the thing about Edric okay. is because he's a Yeah, is he the bastard. last known one? Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, and there's
1: he, like, Maya Stone, too, isn't
2: there? Yes, so but, uh, but the thing she's about... She's still kicking? Okay. Yeah, I don't know how many people know about where she is, but yeah, she's a... a, a but the thing about Edric is he was highborn on both sides, right? And he was formally acknowledged to by Robert, so he's really important in that sense like gendry like who the hell's gonna like speak up for him like it's, a, it's a uphill battle it can be yeah. done but but edric is well is known right so yeah hmm now where okay. is he now i mean we know what happened later on he runs away like he's taken away right so he's just still in assos now from from what i understand um edric yeah I he's don't the, know. like that's the ultimate route so i guess we'll find out more later but uh he do you think he still has a role to play yeah, I think the way he's being played up, he has, still has a role to play. I mean, they, they were so short in Baratheons. Like either, he, I don't think he's like a throne role, but I mean, Gendry's there as well for the Baratheons. Somebody's got to keep on the Baratheon line. I don't think Martin's just going to end the Baratheons. That'd yeah. be interesting. But he, he idolizes Robert, and he, he liked Lancel as well, and, and he's like that's why he likes like Dareon the Conqueror and stuff. But uh, then he has to be told his place by Pylos. He's like, well, Robert lost too. He lost Pylos as well. True. The thing is interesting about Edric, I recall from another chapter is Robert he loved they say that he loved to pretend to be the father, but you never really thought about him. Varys was sending him gifts as, as like Did you his, say sending him gifts? Yeah, like on his gifs? birthday, gifts. <laughs>
0: moving, moving pictures?
2: No, hopefully not. Well, maybe, said maybe Varys the Varys present texting, yeah.
0: texting yeah. him
2: gifts. Yeah, that, that could be, that could be awkward. But I mean, he, he for from Robert, like he's saying it's from Robert to keep up that relationship. <laughs> like why is Varys doing that? He's like he's keeping he just keeping edric in the loop like he's considering all his possibilities i guess to do so to, to kind of like keep him yeah oh.
0: Bari's just playing all the angles yeah he's like you've got an ounce of royal blood all right that's, <laughs> that's
2: mm. all right okay let's see what else we got here oh so stannis tells a story that when he and robert went to uh king's landing as kids they they saw the king and thought he was so like great and then it turned out to be towering lannister <laughs> was also yeah at the time,
0: I somehow didn't realize that Tywin was that much older than than them.
2: Hmm. Well, he is right. Like Stannis is is what in his in his mid thirties, right? If if that maybe a bit like 34 35 and Tywin is older, definitely like the ages quite so up.
0: So he's in like sixties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And the, the fact that he was so. Yeah, I guess I just this, saw yeah. Stannis
0: older. I guess. He looks older. Yeah, he looks older than Robert
2: probably. And the this the whole shadow baby stuff can't help right. It's making him, it's draining his life force. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's true. Yeah, because because uh, Renly doesn't look very old.
1: No, well, I think he's a lot younger, isn't he?
2: He is. He was like a kid, right? Like compared to like if Stannis was, let's say, what was Stannis? He was like, uh, well, Ned and Robert were around 19-ish, right? Instead of status, yeah. couple Years younger, Renly was. Renly like a boy. wasn't
1: any, yeah. He wasn't even a squire in the in the war. I don't think yeah. like he.
2: Renly's he's about ten years younger. I, I don't have the exact numbers, but he's yeah he's younger, right? He was a kid, basically uh, during the siege. Yeah.
1: So he's probably early twenties because Loras is late teens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
2: about. They're about. Yeah, that's probably about, about right. Well, let's see. Oh, this. There's, there's got to be what? <laughs> how old was Renly?
0: To click 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 click. Yeah
2: born in 299 no born in 277 died in 299 uh,
0: 22
2: yeah that's yeah it's even younger than i thought mm-hmm. but that fits so right yes he's close to loris
0: okay makes sense i mean tell me about lightbringer
2: <laughs> they don't give much detail on it here right but lightbringer uh is supposed to be this this magical sword and he's like it didn't help at all right you want to know well, about the original Lightbringer and like the, the what?
0: No, what does what does Stannis have?
1: He has a sword that Melisandre says is Lightbringer.
0: Yeah, yeah, a, but a but everybody sword. says when he pulls it out, and it glows. Like that's not a normal sword.
2: Oh yeah, well, it's, but it's probably. But the thing is, they, they say it doesn't it doesn't give off heat. There's no heat okay. coming from it, so it's but it like a,
0: glows. It's an is, an it, LED, fire, or, is it a fire? A firefly sword? Like what? What is this sword <laughs> that he has? Some that glows? magic on it. Because like, gl- gl- glowing is not a normal thing. No, it,
2: it, uh, it's it's it's.
1: Melisandre is not a normal thing. Yeah,
2: Melisandre has <laughs> enough power to make it do that, but it's it's not a burning proper sword. It's just, she's she's oh, no. You something. you you just keep giving her more and more power
0: as we continue this discussion. First yeah. she's just prophetic. Now she can make things glow.
2: Yeah, like. That's pretty low on the, the spell books, then, you know? Like, glowing stars, that's easier. <laughs> Just <level one>. press <laughs> okay. Well, like there's a the whole
1: thing with her uh, her appearance. I mean, it's been long suspected that she's much Adjusting older, so she's experience. got some sort of glamour power.
2: Yeah.
0: People well, she, say that I mean, the she, she, she
2: changes the glamour of, 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 uh, no, of Mance to Rattleshirt, right? So he has oh, illusionary power. Like, if you make somebody look different, then why not okay. make his sword glow, right?
0: <laughs> like, so every time he pulls out the sword, it glows. But didn't it glow... Uh, at the battle of blackwater when she wasn't there
2: i would i would think it did i mean like i don't think she has to be there to do it though right because remember she doesn't have to be around uh mans for him to look that way like he has to just have like the, the like doesn't have the ruby or something so she probably okay. put something on it and then just keeps putting that illusion out like i think a sword glowing is a lot easier than making a guy. so look. that's what you
0: think it is you think she set a glow spell on the sword okay yeah okay
2: and yes that's magic that's something special but hey it's not actually giving up heat, heat it's not actually the proper sword so it's fake yep yeah, and I think it was Amon that pointed that out. He's like, he's like, "Oh, is it actually giving heat off though?" Because he couldn't see it. He's like trying to have it described to him. He's like, "No, they didn't feel any heat coming off from it. It's fake. It needs to have, it needs to be a real fire, have real heat." It's like the fairy fire spell. And I, I mean, Don't. that really shows okay. that it's almost like a the whole situation writ small. Like the sword itself is fake, and Sannis doesn't fit it either, right? It's it's just you're just shoving somebody into this fake role. The sword is just an example yep.
0: of it. Yeah, I just wanted to know how this sword glowed. Mm. Glue, <laughs> Glu- glued, glowed, glow. Is yeah.
2: it? Well, uh, <laughs> they have a, somebody tra- time travel or, we went there from here, and they put an LED on it. So that's it. <laughs> just that. okay. Okay, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's like covered in glow in the dark play doh. I guess. Yeah. Um Cool.
2: Yeah, I love it. Do. Uh, Salidor San talks about like uh, there was this horn on that island they wanted to plunder that summons uh, krakens and that was kind of interesting just like the idea of like another horn that controls animals like, like i've talked about that one before just that kind of idea because we have a horn that apparently controls dragons yep
1: i bet there's lots of legends out there about different horns that mm. you know there probably is only like one or two that actually do something <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so we talked about crown of flame so dra- Dragonstone is covered
0: with all sorts of stuff merlins grotesque grotesques and gargoyles
1: wyverns merlin?
2: griffins no. <laughs> i think he's
1: talking about stone <laughs>
2: oh thing. yeah, yeah more like, yeah. like the hide behind it right like the for the what do you mean by by merlin it's like the
0: i'm talking about yeah the wall the, the parapet, in stone yeah. all yeah.
2: over Dragonstone. Yeah.
0: there's merlins grotesque gargoyles wyverns griffins demons manticores minotaurs basilis hellhounds cockatrice um, other creatures and dragons everywhere. Like there are creatures. God damn, there's a lot of statues in this place. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, in place of Merlins they had those. Okay, yeah. It, 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 that was the Valyrian. Oh, in had place of going. Merlins. Yeah, <laughs> they had they had the ability to do that to make like this. It was built while they still had like their magic. This is their outpost, right? But it really shows like the the capabilities compared to the rest of the world.
0: They could mold stone, huh? Yeah.
2: Dang. That's handy. Makes some good money doing that. Yeah. Then they made King's Landing and they were ruled from there. You know, they never tried to kind of rule from Dragonstone, even though it's more more of a, that was a historic seat. I guess they, that's the whole point. They wanted to get a new place on the mainland so. and have that be the capital. But. Like, if, uh, it seems a lot more secure to be, I mean, that's the whole, I guess the, 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 we learned that from some of the side stories, that it wasn't always the case that the, the heir would go to Dragonstone or it became the norm. That it was, and then it always was the norm, right? Dragonstone.
1: It makes sense to have the heir and the ruler in two different places. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and you want somebody trusted to hold it, like such a powerful Mm -hmm. fortress, in the sense that it's difficult to take. But it has fallen now; it it was taken. Uh, Loras was injured, apparently, in doing so. We'll see how true that is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: I like this talk about. Davos slowly like, gathering friends that hmm. don't believe in relore. Yeah, the king's
2: men. That, uh, uh, That's really cool. It's, it's smart of him to do so. They're, like, one of them is insulting R'hllor. He's like, oh, Relore must be weak if we're ch- chased off by a dwarf and a dead man. <laughs> the backwater.
0: <laughs> so he's building these people. What's his plan with gathering these people? Just to have Stannis' back in case shit goes down? Or what is it?
1: Could even be just to have his own back. Like, I, yeah. there, there could come a time when the the opposing factions come to a head. you yeah. needs someone to stand on the one side.
2: They're all these. They're all loyal to Stannis as well. These guys, but but yeah, it's just have another power faction against the Queen's men. And I think he he probably does. You end up using one of these guys uh, when when uh, or this fact like when when they, they smuggle Edric away later. Like I think he relies on these type of people. Like, so he's building up that kind of counter power base, mm. which is smart. That's like smart of Davos to be doing so. And he he talks about it in this chapter. He's like, what, "What am I supposed to do? I'm not sure what to do. Like, I'm not capable to be a hand." But he's already doing what he he's
1: should. yeah, he's doing uh, what Ned
2: should have done in, in King's Landing. Is built up a proper power base, it's like you know,
1: among allies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> true.
2: Yeah. Okay, and then at the end of the chapter, uh, Davos is learning how to read. And then he gets this letter from the Night's Watch, and he's reading through it, and it almost seems like a fake out to me. Like when I, like when you first read it, right? Like he's like, "Oh, this is too troubling. Let's put away," and that's that. And at the end of that letter. It's like, no, it's not the end of it. So. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That was a great. Well, when we get to that scene, that's yeah. that's a great scene.
0: Hmm. Give me another letter.
2: <laughs> this
0: one is too difficult
2: one final thing that i noticed or like it's worth talking about is patch face he's in this chapter and he says uh under the sea the old fish eat the young fish uh i was wondering what that means i was gonna look that up because <laughs> a lot of things things that he say says is uh, actually relevant yeah i'm
1: so. convinced there's something going on with him
2: maybe he's talking about like uh the gray joys or something let's see eat the young fish patch face you don't have any thoughts
0: I feel like Mm -hmm. you'd find any example of like anything, like pretty much any any battle where Tywin beats somebody else. It's like the old fish (laughs)
2: being the young. Um,
1: Yeah, it could be like referring to Rob Stark, even.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, they do. There's references to the Red Wedding. There's references to
1: other stuff, but it's but uh...
2: or maybe it's
0: some Bran reference. Somehow, some time.
2: Oh, people are saying this. This quote is the most confusing. Is the old fish eat the young fish? <laughs> <laughs> it's old basically a young.
1: zodiac old you and young know, new. Old
2: gods and new gods, maybe are saying. Under oh, the sea, that, the that, old gods cool. eat the new gods. The old gods try and destroy being sacrificed. Hmm. Well, maybe hmm. listeners, if you have any thoughts on that line, I'd, I'd like to hear it because Patchface knows what's going on. Yeah.
0: He knows what's up. He's playing. He's playing us all for fools.
2: Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else for this chapter, or I think we've. It's like no, kind of I think
0: it's pretty good.
2: Covered it in depth. Yeah.
0: That might be it. All right. Good stuff. So next time we meet, we'll be uh, heading into a John chapter here.
1: Hmm.
2: The battle chapter. It's going to be exciting. Oh, nice! I love it. Put that up.
1: So I I am required to add in. But there is a theory out there that Edric Storm is actually the love child between Eddard and Podrick because Edric is a combination of Eddard and Podrick. I had nothing to do Wait. with this.
0: The fuck? <laughs> Eddard and who?
1: Podrick. How the hell is- <laughs> Right? Oh, oh, it's Podrick's mother.
2: Oh, Podrick's okay. mother?
1: Okay. Oh, well, that, that's so a big deal. I guess difference. they really liked. The- <laughs> yeah, I was really <laughs> concerned there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Patrick Payne's mother and Eddard Stark came so up with Edrick. They,
2: they had to cover it up with this whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So they, just,
1: they just found a drunk robber and been like, here.
2: <laughs> well, that, that's probably the easiest <laughs> so part of the whole theory. Blame it on Robert, a drunk Robert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but they, how do they plan that out? thats, that's They wouldn't know that there was a pregnancy at that point, right? It's stupid. <laughs> like, If you're going to have a stupid theory, at least back it up. Make it logical within the confines of the theory itself
0: (laughs) well that's quite a theory to end things on (laughs) 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 nice Uh, yeah I think we'll end it there for today Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of a podcast of ice and fire Uh, we'll be back next time to continue our longest running reread until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, join the forums, have a have a good chat, and we shall see you next time.
2: See you next time. Bye. Cool. Thanks, Call. You made it.
0: <laughs> did you have to... I did. I I can't believe I think this is the longest my internet has been on at one time for uh, several days <laughs> <laughs> Oh cool. uh, man. Cool, awesome. Yeah. I love it. I didn't and mean you to uh, that, Yeah, I
2: did. I got it I got it recorded. Go. Cool. That was fun. Good to get that one recorded and uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's working now. So, so Ashley, do you want to do you have another 10 minutes? Um
1: if you think we can do it in 10 minutes. I think we can. I mean,
2: well, powered. Okay. All right. All
1: well, right. I'm going
0: to I'm going to bow out. Yep. Have fun okay. you guys. Yeah, awesome. Ashley, Ashley, have a great wedding. Thank yeah. you. Have fun. Can, yep. Can't wait to see pictures.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots right. of them. Bye. <laughs>
2: Right. Adios, guys. All right. One other thing, really quickly. Actually, I forgot to mention. So while Kyle is in Comic Con, it's still recording. Good. I will be in the UK at that time, and uh, we're having a listener meetup on August uh, Sunday, August fifth, in London. So if you're in London, uh, go on the forums and check out the, the thread, and you can join us for the meetup. And I'll also be in uh, up in uh, Scotland as well before that. But I'm all over the place, so that'll be hard for a meetup. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, okay. So now we're going back to be okay. You still here?
1: Yep, I'm here.